Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 247, and today I'll be talking about You Get Me from OKKO. I'm GC13, and yes, this is the first episode of Wally the White, not one of the more frequently appearing characters of OKKO, I'll grant you, but he did crack a Rashomon joke in the Soda Genie episode, so you gotta give him props for that. Although I will say this episode makes him out to be quite the jerk. I think I think he and Enid play off each other well. Him demanding her attention and her just, she doesn't give that to anybody, so I don't know what he thinks he's getting. The, the start of the episode had some good moments. I, I really liked the glove-off joke where you had Ko's babysitter punching Judy, just purchasing a product called glove-off, you know, because she's always wearing the gloves. That's the joke, I guess. And, you know, you'll you'll notice they do that thing in cartoons that they do, and Wally's pointing, and they have all the, the hyper detail on his pointing hand. But what what really what really I liked most about the, the beginning portions of this episode were uh, all the internal monologuing we get from K.O. Uh, Dendi uh, really took note of that as part of his daily routine in the later episode, I Am Dendi. And, you know, she she wasn't maybe the most helpful in this episode. I mean, you'd think that she should be able to use her hack pack to change Enid from stone to an ordinary person, but I, I guess it's I guess she's good, but not that good. Although again, it wouldn't have been the first time she warped reality uh, had she had she decided to do that. But that's okay. She she does her best, and she even she knows her limits. She knows she is not one to provide emotional counsel, so she just cheerfully bids Ko good luck and see you at school. I I know we we mentioned this when we discussed this episode much earlier when we discussed just the OKKO series as a whole at that point, but it was actually quite surprising to see Gar being so A-OK with what he just perceives as, oh, yep, Enid's being rude. Keep up the good work, Enid. And then later, uh, he's like, sees KO running around and just, you know, do, doing whatever it is young school lads do when they're chasing after wizards. I, I, guess, he, I guess he likes to see some initiative rather than uh, some someone being just a lackey all the time. Uh, that That is a lesson from the Legends of Mr. Gar that we see. He he did, they, they do kind of later vindicate his support of Enid's rudeness, because he, he wants her to be confident with herself. So it probably is just that he's training her to be a hero, not to be a great cashier. Oh, speaking of just minor jokes, the the sorry we're closed sign, also having a sign that says sorry we're open. Mm, magnificent. You know, just of the of that the last small thing I wanted to point out though was the when Carol is doing the KO kicky ball attack, well, tossy ball against Wally the White. Uh, I like the I like the gun sound effects, very very nice. Although I I, I do wonder what Wally expected to happen there when uh, he he goes up to the the fighting dojo and she says that you know she she recognizes you know why 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 do you have my son's coworker there or a statue of my son's coworker you know maybe his signal to just skedaddle you know maybe he should have excused himself and quickly run off before getting hurt by the i mean again but he he's just completely on board like you you know accost him you know like she I guess Wally doesn't think quickly on his feet. He needs to take Enid home to cast a more permanent spell. Maybe he, he needs to sit and think a while. 
I mean, he was a much better judge in Soda Genie than I thought he would be. So maybe he's just a more analytical thinker, also much more fair-minded than I thought he would be. That was the that that's what really got me. I thought he would be carrying a grudge, but it's like he had just completely forgotten who they even were. I, I guess since I'm talking about the ending, I I might as well mention that a, a lot of people don't understand Ko's defense of Enid there, and I'm it, it did confuse me back in the day. But you know when he says that Enid's like that to everyone, you know you're the one with the problem is. Basically tying into when Enid says, you turn everyone you have a problem with into stone? Yes, I do! It's basically saying, you know, Enid's mean to everyone. You're the one who decided to turn her into a statue. But it's uh, not much of a, you know, laser-guided question when he's so ready to admit the answer. But, you know, K.O. tried. You know, he's only 6 to 11 years old. You gotta give him some slack. Also, he's much better at hitting things. Really, though, it was just great having uh, Wallace Shawn have a character on OKKO, the uh, the guy who you may know from The Princess Bride, for saying, INCONCEIVABLE! I mean, it was like, I, I know this voice, but for the life of me, I could not remember where I had heard it, but I eventually found out, someone eventually told me, and it's like, oh, I knew it, I knew I knew his voice. Thinking about it, I'm really not sure how I feel about everyone except for Dendi. <laughs> refusing to acknowledge that Enid has been turned to stone. I mean, on one hand, it's kind of incredibly obvious. On the other hand, it is a, it is a well, well-worn cartoon joke to have, you know, such an obvious fact not be realized by most people. And it did give us the very, very wonderful scene where Dendi is up on the roof watching as K.O. chases Wally. You know, she just casually mentions, I don't think Enid would be going anywhere since she is a statue now. And just, you know, Radicles just doesn't get it. He's not hip to the lingo of the kids these days, you know. You know, not like Enid, who's, you know, still a role model. I mean, she's not just teaching K.O. rude words. She's giving him his taste in music, which I guess would explain in K.O.'s video channel why he has that Shadow Boys song up there. You know, makes sense. You know, she's the cool teen, therefore is to be emulated by the by the younger co-worker or, you know, what whatever else. And a really good DJ, as we will discover in Plaza Prom. Though we do have a bit of ways to go before we get to Plaza Prom. We'll we'll get there. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You know, right now we really just have the mystery of how Enid was able to break out of that second spell so quickly. I mean, I suppose Wally maybe cast a weaker variant of the 24-hour spell on her. Also, she was... Probably much more ready to fight the the second time when that spell was cast. I mean, plus as uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure if Mr. Jones Cordy was here with me, he would also tell me, "GC, it's a cartoon. These things happen," and I would have to agree. Okay, Ko is a cartoon that really enjoys being a cartoon, so I guess I can't hold that against it, can I? Although if they ever were to uh, release a source book for the magic of Okay, Ko. I cannot say I would not geek out about having one of those pull-out fact boxes about the the spells Wally cast on Enid. That would be that would be a very big geek moment for me. I have to admit. So I mean, if uh, if they're looking to cash in, they know what they need to do. Got to get that merchandise out. Other than that, though, I just got to say, you know, props to Ko and Enid for coming up with the hands-free hot dog. I mean, props to props to Enid for being able to so smoothly improvise when Ko kind of missed his cue on the relish there. You know, missed his missed his bounce. 
I mean, she didn't even look like she noticed the difference. It was, it was that natural for her. Also, just, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed punching Judy, having to bite the glove off. I, I just enjoyed the inclusion of Purd, period. You know, how uh, Enid feels about Purd. So having, having him be one of the customers was, I think, very appropriate. You know, he, he is like her worst fear. A needy, incompetent customer. And his name is Purd. How terrifying. Anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for me on You Get Me. Uh, Join us next week where hopefully David will be back and we'll be discussing Craig of the Creek. Until then, though, I'm GC13. Don't forget to leave us those reviews and later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.